0: Welcome to the Shire Fit Podcast. We created this podcast to help you achieve your goals. I'm Jack Fletney, the founder of ShireFit, and my aim is to give you the best fitness, business and mindset advice so you can go and smash your goals.
1: Hello and welcome to the Shire Fit Podcast. My name is Dan. I am the manager and one of the coaches at Shire Fit, Corby and today I've got Jack with me. Wanna say hello Jack? What up? What up? So I've got Jack with me today because he's just done something incredible and has just completed an Ironman in Frankfurt. So today it's going to be covering a little bit about his training beforehand or maybe lack of training beforehand, his experiences with the Ironman and kind of after him and and what's next. That sound good, Jack? Sounds good to me, mate, yeah. Right, Jack has a bit of a tendency that before we do podcast or anything like this he asks us random questions which we haven't prepared for so i'm going to do the same with you today <laughs> right just you're the way you were famous ones yeah yeah you're probably a little bit tired <laughs> still so i'll wake you up so super simple one to start off with so is, it, is it
0: like quickfire
1: yeah quick fire. i've also written down the answers which i think you okay. don't look at my cheeks. i can't see it. you have it too bad and we'll look at after just to see whether i was close okay. or not so first of all easy one what's your favorite color blue uh what superpower would you have? uh flying if you um could have one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sunday roast. Ooh. Um what's your like biggest annoyance or bugbear? What you really like you can't stand? Oh, um that's a really good one. There's loads mate. no, um I think maybe uh ego. Mm, okay, cool. Um and I know I definitely know the answer to this one okay yeah in the middle of a workout it's not going well or you need a pb what song do you play
0: oh miley cyrus uh part, party in the usa perfect that is honestly you put yeah. that on song, you've seen it before mate yeah, I, turn, I knew that was the only one i, I turn, turn into get. a
1: different man when that song comes on i know i think we all tend to <laughs> um and then the last one so out of our coaches from corby Wellingborough and west yorkshire yeah in order who's most likely and least likely to finish an ironman
0: Okay, most, you can uh, go most likely to least likely, yeah? Yeah, most so, likely. Right, to so we've got, it. okay, so. i going to these Are we up. going co- coaches, yeah? Yeah, just coaches. Okay, um, okay most likely, I would say, uh, first up, uh, I'd probably say most likely would be Max. Yeah, agreed. Max go first. Second most likely would probably be, oh, that's a tough one actually now. I'd probably say... Ed,
1: yeah, I, that's where I
0: put it too He's a bit robusty Third, I reckon, I reckon Ed would do really well, especially because he he's be so good on the swim, which yeah. I'm sort of talk about a minute anyway. But uh, next one would be Coach Ash. What? No and way, third. mate. That that man is an endurance animal. You haven't seen him, honestly. Yeah, he, no, I'm joking. I was say, he's like laughing. My <laughs> face. No, no, I think you'd be, I think you'd be third. Oh, I put Jake, but yeah. Oh no, mate! No, Jake's down there. Jake, oh, right. Jake does not like anything cardio based. Okay. Anything, yeah, um, and then I would say uh, probably Sarah. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I would say Jake.
1: And then Ash last.
0: <laughs> no, no I think really. Ash. No, I think Ash should do alright. Yeah. I think so. Uh,
1: he has got flippers for feet. It depends on it. Him.
0: If he had a long time to do it, if he had like seventeen hours, he'd grind through it. Would he moan and would he, like, let all his body position go? And- I just
1: think the amount of fluid that would leave his body, he would <laughs> a sweaty it. man, yeah. Um, so, yeah, right, that's okay. what I probably think. Perfect. That is the end of the questions. I think I did quite well. I said green for your colour. No, no, no. Fly, I got that right. Yep. I put, put, for food, I put nuggets or something childish, because you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> That would <laughs> be my second one, to be fair, yeah. For turkey dinosaurs.
1: annoyance, I put weak-minded people, and that was kind <laughs> of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of goes, Miley Cyrus, of course, and then like the list. Yeah. So perfect. Love it. Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty stuff. So first of all, people that don't know what an Ironman entails or the distance or disciplines, just want to explain yeah. what an Ironman is?
0: Yep. So, uh, well, firstly, I recommend if you're not sure about what the Ironman is and you want to find out more, we've got a previous podcast. We spoke with Darren Thors, who's an Ironman athlete and a, a triathlon coach. So go back into that. But overview of an Ironman, it is a 3.8K swim. Um, uh, It's 112 miles, uh, but this one was 115, it was slightly further. 115 mile bike, and then
1: a marathon at the end as well. Wow. Um, Okay, so I think the first question, why? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to put yourself through that?
0: I think so people do it because obviously it's people like doing these kind of silly challenges because it's um it is a challenge. I think that's probably why if more so and I think with the Iron Man it's got such a good strong brand with it as well and they're way well organised and it is historically known as being one of the hardest events there is, so it's people want to try and do it. Um so I think that's the reason people get involved with it. Why did I do it? Um I remember and Anna keeps denying this now it's happened, but we had a discussion a long time ago, and I said I'd be very interested to see, because I've seen lots of people training and spending a lot, a lot of, sacrificing years of their life training for these events, if it was possible with the normal training we've been doing in the gym and the sessions we've been doing to be able to turn up and do one of those and complete it yeah. um, without having to do all the, the massive prep time with it. Um, she laughed at me when we discussed it and then literally it happened about a week later, obviously I, I, I was friends with uh, with Stuart, one of the members who's done uh, a few, I, I think quite a few now, six or seven of different events involving Ironman and, uh, and he said, well I'm gonna sign up for Frankfurt if you wanna sign up and I was like, yeah not really knowing that it was like the short, it was like the shortened time frame and it's the yeah. world championship one they call. So, uh, and then I signed up for it and originally the idea was, okay, well I won't do anything for it. Then I looked at it and realized, oh God, this is quite a big challenge. Maybe I should start training for
1: it. I planned to start training for it and then didn't, yeah. But anyway, I'll let you. Yeah, so what was your kind of preparation for it? Okay, so you can say what you, Wanted your original preparation to be, then what did it actually end up? Yes, the original idea
0: was to continue following. Uh, all the gym programming, yeah. uh, as I uh, as I have been for a long time now, um, and that's involving doing like our traditional shy fit and CrossFit class, and then also do some of the engine classes. Now they came in as well, and then uh, on top of that, the plan was basically every weekend to do one long duration session, and then probably add in some specific interval work in the week. So probably two extra sessions a week for that. That was the original idea. Um, but that just didn't really come into fruition mainly because we've just been really busy with work and the one thing with we and I'm sure you'll speak to anyone that's done Ironman events and I spoke to lots over the weekend they just yeah you have to sacrifice hours and hours and hours and there's a book I read before the event about how a uh, bloke wrote after he finished the Ironman about his experience um, and he lost his wife and job from it because he was training so hard for it and sacrificed hours so that you sacrifice so much time for yeah. it to get it,
1: and I think, like you said earlier, that it's it's one of the toughest things you can do. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think as your training went on, the kind of realization came in that actually, even if you're not training at the level you have to, or the amount of hours you're putting in, probably things like nutrition and like mindset and things like those mm. are a massive hurdle to to get over in order to like be fit enough to complete it. So yeah with your nutrition mindset how did you get that ready how did you change uh, and-
0: uh, well I spoke to Sarah and got some advice off her and then just spoke to other people that had done the events before and I think um, so because you're working from like an average of 12 to 17 hours mm. um, you, you've, you've got to make sure you get the right balance of what you're eating and because obviously you are sweating during that whole of that time a lot of it's all about salt replenishment um, so you don't get too much cramp during the event and that was a big one for me um, so they're really good the events are run so well so in the lead up to the event I didn't change anything I ate I just ate normally so I think I had what did I have the night before I think I had burger and chips the night <coughs> before and stuff because it's all just calories yeah. um, so and just ate normal food in the lead up um, I've always done that for competitions and things so I find if I try I've tried it before. Where I've tried to change my nutrition, and I don't really feel that. I just try. I feel out of like sync. Yeah. So yeah, just all our normal foods, and then after that, uh, on the event, they're so so well run that there's food stations, and they provide everything. So like all your sort of isometric, isotonic, sorry, yeah. isotonic drinks, water, um, bars, fruit, all those different kind of um, things. So during the event, it was just about taking on yeah. all of those things throughout it. But we, I'm sure when we talk through the event, it'll say yeah. Well, things uh, Yeah, are that brings us on nice,
1: actually. I was just about to say like, off you go, you can talk just about yeah. the event, what went well, well what, yeah, what were I your think, expectations to start off with?
0: Well, expectations, genuinely, all I wanted to do was try and complete it. And I think... Um, and what was the time cap for this? 15 said, hours yeah, was the time cap. That's not usual though, is it? You're it's usually said, 17, yeah. uh, but this one's 15. Uh, I think it's because of where, in Frankfurt the mayor doesn't like the event to run on for too long so they close it two hours short so and it's really brutal like mm. uh, um, we we were there right towards the end of it when they're finishing and the last few people coming through when it hits the time the lights turn off the music stops and a, and a car drives across and they just close the barrier so pe- and there's there was hundreds of people out still running and they're just left out there and so it, it is it's very strict mm. so they're very by, by the rules so uh yeah in terms of i suppose the only thing i didn't say really in terms of training up to it um i probably i would say i probably accumulated three swim sessions i think in the end three swim sessions which weren't ideal really as in like the furthest i swam was half the distance we were going to swim for the event and then uh on the bike i did um two big rides and the big rides were a 40 miler and a 63 three miler so only actually half the t- distance what we do on the day yeah and a run i didn't do any run training except from one run which i think was a 20 mile run um yeah just to see how i would deal with my body weight how it yeah. felt basically yeah, yeah. um so yeah other than that then it was just doing more stuff in the gym as we have been doing normally um the event so so well run like it's an awesome like sort of just uh, atmosphere the whole city goes into shutdown for it so all the roads are closed and everything uh the swim was in a big lake uh yeah. and because the lake was warm uh, over a certain temperature meant that we couldn't swim in wetsuits which um is not good for a lot of triathletes because they like to swim with wetsuits mm-hmm. on because it makes them more buoyant They're probably train in. That apparently often, they do mate. lots of training with them yeah so for me our, it was does not really matter because mm-hmm. i didn't know the difference so we were swimming in just our tri suits um that like silly suit you saw me wear <laughs> it was like ridiculously tight I got the biggest one and it was still tight and um yeah so the swim the swim they set off in groups so you had to decide and you got to think there was 4,000 just under 4,000 people doing the event I think and you had to decide how fast you were going to swim so I had no idea so I went in the slowest group so I was like, I'll go in the slowest group which meant we set off towards the back um which is okay actually because it helped build a bit of confidence but the one thing i was not used to was swimming with loads of people in the group it was really really tough um because you just find yourself getting hit and what i was used to with swimming before was like oh i'm used to always being swam in a pool and just like ticking along so whereas this time you're getting hit nudged you go up for some air you go to get your breath and someone splashes water and you get a load of water in your mouth and you can't get your breath so you lose your rhythm yeah um and and also then the final one for me was sighting so that means like looking where you go in because um i was quite lucky because a lot of people i was following their path but if you get yourself in a rhythm and sort of switch off which i did yeah i end up swimming out of a path so i went off about 50 meters off course and i looked up and everyone else was uh, loads away and i was like oh geez So psychologically you're already swimming further than you have to yeah. which uh which is tough and then um about 600 meters into the swim, there's like a turn point and I got caught in a gaggle, started swallowing loads of water, which I sort of brought back up. And uh, I just couldn't get my breathing for ages after that. And it took me a while to get back into rhythm and get breathing and then swim. and it was quite funny because this is what you call an Aussie exit where like after about, I think it's 1.8K of the swim. So you've still got another 2K to go. Yeah. Um, you come out the water and run out, run around this little loop and get back in the water again. And I remember running around that loop thinking, oh, I was pretty knackered. And I was like, I'm not even from half the distance yet. And it's sort of just had to laugh in my head that, that I just got to get it done. Did this swim go to plan? Like, Well, I had no plan with it. The the, the, wor- the worrying thing with it was there's a cutoff of 2 hours yeah. 20 in the swim and... I didn't know how fast I was going. I didn't know if it was like if I was going at the right pace. I didn't know if I was gonna get time capped. Um, so I suppose it's a little bit, if you think of CrossFit as listen to it, it's a bit like you go, right, you've got this wall, it's a 10 minute cap, but you can't see the clock. Yeah. So you don't know if you're there or there or when you get capped. So I didn't know how fast I was going. So if I'm honest, I had no idea if, it, if I was doing well or not. I didn't think I was doing very well because I couldn't get my rhythm. I just couldn't get into a nice swim pattern. I kept having to start stop, getting stuck behind people. The, the last part of the swim was a big long 2k stretch and that was tough just because like you'd look at a boy and think right I'm swimming to that boy now you get to it and then there's another one ahead so it sort of continu- it went it just didn't stop it felt like the swim was never going to end mm-hmm. uh but yeah got 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 to the end of the swim uh come out the water and then you had to run up a hill in towards transition and that's where uh you had Stu and my my mum and my little brother were there uh, and they shouted at me that it was one hour 30 so I was yeah, I was really surprised I thought it was going to be longer than that so I was like oh perfect um, so 1 hour 30 and then you go into transition which means you go and get ready for the, the bike um, and I was sort of like I probably rushed a little bit in the transition just because I didn't really know what what I should be doing. So I was what a bit should like, you be
1: doing? Then? What do people well, use? Well, I for? think
0: because you're going to be on the bike then for six or seven <laughs> hours, maybe eight hours. Like a lot of people spend a bit of time to get ready, whereas I was very much like I got in. I didn't even wash my feet down; just dried them, wax socks on, put the shoes and helmet on. I was gone. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of people were in there for a long time, so I actually made a bit of time up in that. and I don't actually think it made much difference. Um, but for instance, like if your feet are a little bit sandy, which mine were, yeah, probably would be better. Um, and then you sort of then run round, find your bike, which is you have to. Re- I, I sort of remembered where mine was, so I could get to it nice and quick. And everything's numbered anyway, so you can sort of if you get lost, you can just follow all the numbers. And then I got on the bike, and then you the, after that you then set out onto the bike. So your transition time all is all
1: part of the the whole time anyway. So yeah, and then you just set out um, and get onto the bike. And it's a slightly longer bike ride was it was, it, was, it, was it three yeah. miles usual two miles something like yeah that? it was which, 112 miles and it was 115 which i guess like in the grand scheme of things isn't a massive distance but still mentally you adding extra yeah I,
0: I was like damn right i was well annoyed i didn't the do worst, two miles <laughs> the worst thing about it was i'd spoken to one or two people who were like oh yeah the course is lovely and flat and then i literally got hit in the face of some horrendous <laughs> hills and uh but the, the the bike course was awesome so you cycle into Frankfurt from the lake and then you do two laps of like the outskirts of Frankfurt into the countryside and it's all these German roads and they're all really nice roads, no potholes or anything. So it's not like your standard British road where you're zigzagging everywhere to dodge things. Have and...
1: you looked at, because you could track it on the app, couldn't you? Have you looked yeah. at your times? No, I haven't, like no. Have really, anything, I was yeah? getting obsessed with it. Like I was looking at everyone, I was following uh, Yeah, I was getting really into it. But like, I think I said to you the other day that, um, particularly on the bike ride, there was one, stage where everyone dropped off the pace massively and yeah. i was thinking i bet that is an absolute yeah hill. there
0: was so there's a few hills so the i can't remember the name of the first one but the first one was pretty brutal because you sort of you could see it you're coming up to it you're going long straight road and the hill was there in front of you and there's a water stop just before so you grab some water and then you set off at the hill and you get to what you think is the top of the hill and turn a corner and it just continues going but there's a name for that one but i can't remember the name of that hill Then you went into like a really cool, like later on into the ride, you went into a really cool um, old German village and it was all Cobbled Road. So you go onto Cobbled Road and it's like on your bike, you're all over the place. But then you go up a hill and that was really cool because there's people all there cheering you on. And there was, every time you went through a little town, it was like a party atmosphere. So they had their hoses out, they were spraying you with water to cool you down. um, And they had all music going in the town and everything like that. So is it laps of two laps it was like cycle into frankfurt then you start oh. two laps so that was, i suppose
1: mentally yeah i was gonna say like, i've never done anything like this i don't know whether to have laps so you know that you're at a halfway point is better or whether having yeah one well, i didn't distance. actually know either
0: because in terms of cycling that 63 mile i did was a charity ride which is one loop yeah and then the other one was what we do for the gym is cycle for cynthia which is 50 miles and uh what i try not to do is like quantify it too much so i don't look in, and work all the numbers out and go like well 50 miles i've got to do double that this time or 60 miles i was nearly double that because i always find it gets in your head a bit but i just sort of um i just try and take things as wins so once i had done one lap i was like oh wicked i've only got one more lap to do but in essence obviously you do naturally in your head think geez I've got to do that all over again yeah. but all I did then was I remembered landmarks that I'd got during that ride and just kept thinking get to that next landmark so I kept thinking about the next hill and I was yeah. like get to that next hill just and then this away. next one just chip away at it but then the last hill which you'll probably see on the app I haven't looked on the app yet but it was pretty uh, brutal It's called Heartbreak Hill and I can confirm it broke my heart <laughs> oh. <laughs> it did I mean, I said to someone you know it's bad when you're you're searching for a lower gear on your bike, it's just not there, you're like, where's <laughs> it gone? Walk. Yeah, yeah, and um, and obviously that's the only time I actually felt the heat actually, just because you slow down, so there's no wind. Yeah, um, so
1: bike then, are you, you're happy with your, like with how that went? I mean, yeah, I you I was happy that. That. the
0: only thing I found was towards the end, I really started to cramp up, so um, after the first lap, there was little random points where all of a sudden random muscle had started cramping, and I was a bit like, I don't, I, you know, I thought I nailed down my nutrition because I was eating lots. I was even having sasses of salt mm. and just pouring in my mouth and then having water to flush it down. So just getting salt in back yeah. into the system. Um, but yeah, they, st- they started cramping. So, like when I was going down a hill, I'd get tucked low to be aerodynamic and then try and, whilst I was low, try and stretch out my hamstrings uh, or like my hip if my hip was cramping a bit because it's mm.
1: weird. A lot of it was really small, little weird muscles that were cramping up. Yeah. Um, I guess like when your big muscles fatigue you like then takes on the more accessory ones doesn't it, yes yeah don't usually get
0: um, and then towards the end of the cycle I got my bottom of my feet were really hurting and they're still numb now actually I can't feel the bottom of my feet yet as in towards my toes mm. um, and they really started hurting I don't know why I don't think it was the heat or the pressure in my feet or this sh- because obviously the good thing with a lot of these tri- triathletes that do all their training they know their kit inside out Whereas obviously my shoes, I'd only ridden them for 60 miles and I didn't really think much of it. Whereas you're going to be on the bike this time for seven hours, eight hours. So you don't ever really know how it's going to feel until you get there. But um, I always laugh and like you always say, it, the the pain from that takes away from the pain of the event anyway, so it takes yeah. your head out of the game, so you just have to just embrace it one pain for another, yeah, exactly yeah, I think that's a, if you've ever seen dirty Sanchez that's the quote from them when they <laughs> chop someone's finger off, and they chopped off their other finger so it'll take away the pain from the first one, but uh yeah, so then you come out you you finish a ride in Frankfurt and uh and it is nice, you go got that heartbreak hill. And it's a massive downhill all the way into Frankfurt. And being being heavy was perfect, because downhills were wicked. <laughs> literally, I was flying past people. So I literally just sat on the bike, didn't even pedal for the last three minutes down the hills, just to, and then and then went into transition. Um, and then when you go in transition, you sort of hand your bike over, yeah. hook it up, and then go and grab your bag, and then put your running shoes on, and your hat, and you start the run. Um, I I got off the bike, and everything was really seizing up straight away. And I, I went into transition uh that was where I had, I had like a croissant in that bag so i had my croissant it's like a savory thing just to, as it like just something to eat yeah. rather than gels because those gels like
1: they weren't they're not very nice. nice
0: and um yeah and then we
1: started the run and then i guess I was... running for you is probably the thing you've accumulated most hours yes. like in training history isn't it so i think oh, we all said yeah. that like if you get to the run like, well, I, I also said that yeah. until I actually got to the run. Yeah. yeah. So um, is that a lot harder than you thought? It yeah,
0: could. yeah. It was. So the run, I always in my head was like, oh, I can't wait to get to the run. And in fact, you know, I said that about each thing. When I got the start of the swim, I was like, can't wait to get to the bike. I got the bike, I was like, oh, God, I can't wait to get on the run. I got on the run, I was like, I can't wait to, to finish. Um, yeah, the run was tough, but the run was tough because I couldn't really run because everything was seasoned up. Um, and I've spoken to a few people now, and a lot of them say it's just because of my size that, that you're going to season yeah. up with that. Um. so yeah I just couldn't open my legs every time I tried to run and open my legs up all of a sudden like I could just feel it cramp mm. and lock up straight away and it'd be like I'd be limping and then I'd but so I had to do like, this weird little shuffle run um, it's like what I do anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good at running. Yeah, like the, like a just a weird shuffle run. And was that laps as well? it was four laps. Yeah, so it's along the river. Yeah, and yeah. that was pretty. Actually, that was probably the most demoralising in the run. Mm. But it wasn't demoralising in the sense of like I'm not going to finish it. It was demoralising in the sense of oh god, it's a long old way. Yeah. Um. So, I suppose you do you do this lap and it's one way up a river, turn around, come back along the river, turn around, and then come back to the start point again. Yeah. And it is really nice because the whole of the city's out and they're like all the paths are covered and there's people cheering you all on and it's a very party atmosphere. So there's music and Red Bull sponsors the event as well. So there's Red Bull stations with like DJs and stuff and, and like every say like mile there is. So probably six different of those stations. There's so in between it gets a bit quiet. And there's not many people. Uh, but you get your first lap done and you go and get a wristband and they give you a coloured wristband to designate you've done one lap and then the next yeah. time you go around they give you the next one and you can't then go through the finish line so you've got four wristbands. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose the demoralising point was you go through lap one and get your wristband and it was pretty tough as in like it was they're a very flat run but it was just tough because it was relatively hot obviously uh, but it was just because I, I didn't actually feel tired it was just like a weird it's a completely different pain mm. to what we've probably all experienced in the gym it was like a muscular just uh just ache and pain liked,
1: yeah it's just like to shut down i guess isn't it
0: yeah just i think it's just like that cramping and seizing yeah. up like calves were getting tight and just little bits of uncomfortable pain really like weird pain
1: so you get one lap done and i remember thinking oh god i got three more to mm. go and just so you just have to just laugh you I to say, go. i've put a question here and i know you the answer is going to be no but is there any point that you wanted to give i know you wouldn't have given it, yeah if there was going to be a point where you were like this is the lowest point i'm at now probably just- the swim actually really yeah actually, After that, swim. Like-
0: because it's the unknown really so that was a new thing for me where the it was out of my hands as in. i didn't know if i was going fast enough or not and i in my head i actually thought i wasn't going fast enough so i'd probably say the swim was the harder bit the i suppose like i said we we spoke about this earlier but i said when you've done lots of different physical tasks before, you build experience of understanding that you can keep going. So, you know, I'm trying to think of different things. The 24 hours on the assault bike, the ski erg, uh, the burpees, the mm. wad- th- wadathon things and all that kind of stuff. You, you've you, had experience there where I've like, I've been in pain, I've felt it before and I I know I got through it, so I'll do it again. So on the bike where it was hurting, I knew that well, I'm, I'm still moving. So I'm gonna get there in time. And on the run, I knew that I had time to finish it. So I'd probably say the only point where it was like, Jesus, am I gonna get through this? Was like the was actually the swim because mm-hmm. I thought I don't I didn't think I was going fast enough. Yeah. Um, but the rest of it, no, I just thought
1: no, I just got to just keep moving. I think obviously the highlight for you would be completing it and mm-hmm. doing it in the time you did it in. But if you take away the actual finish line, what if there is a highlight throughout the event? What would you have said that kept you going or was like
0: um, a memorable?
1: <sighs> good part uh, of
0: there's a few, I, I I did like, one of the, I got loads of messages from people that had done them before and all of them said just enjoy like the atmosphere mm-hmm. so I really tried to lap it all up so like when I was coming on the bike I was high-fiving people and stuff and like there was a little kid on the run that every lap I come round he was holding a little a um, little uh, board that had like the mushroom from Mario Kart and it said hit me for power-ups <laughs> so I went over and hit it every time and um, yeah I suppose like, and I, and for me actually it was really, really I, I actually loved having um My mum, Anna, and Max there to watch. So, and always for me, I always try and do stuff like this is also to try and inspire Max and Mm. show him that anything you can do is possible, really. Mm. So, it was not, it was cool to have him there, even though at one point he did tell me just to get a move on. But apparently, (laughs) he was, no, he was, apparently, he was getting really hot and bothered. He just wanted me to finish.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) try Max, yeah, (laughs) I
0: know, I know. I did say, I did tell him I'm trying my hardest, mate. But, um, that was really nice. Um, no, I think it's actually just like every time you, you, you the crowd were there and they yeah. were cheering you, because you had your name on, they all shout your name and stuff, yeah. which is
1: really nice. Um, so after the event, how did you recover? What did mm. you do? I, I don't know. The... <laughs> Mate, I don't, uh, there's a picture of me. I maybe should, I will I'll, we'll
0: put it up, actually. I think I've seen it. Yeah, me where, like, we saw you finish, and the finish was really cool, as in, like, you walk up, well... Th- I decided I was going to walk in because I was like, I just want to I didn't it know up whether that bit, was a yeah. decision or whether like... Just couldn't just... run. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bit of both, mate, actually. No, I, um, I just thought, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do one of these again. So I was like, I'm going to walk up and just sort of take it all in. It means I can say hello to them and that as well as they're in the crowd. Um, and they sort of, yeah, they sort of give you a shout and all the music's going. So I just walked up and sort of embraced that. And it's nice, everyone was cheering on and high fives and celebrating. And then uh, you go through and get given your medal, like a really smart medal, actually. And, uh, and then, yeah, then they take you through to like, the athlete area, which has got like massage, food, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but actually I didn't, I didn't want a massage. I didn't want to get a shower. I didn't want any food. I was just done. Yeah. So I went out and I wanted to go out and see family because they've been waiting for me for hours and hours. So I was like, I'll get out and go and see them. So, yeah. So I went straight out, saw them and then, uh, and then instantly started just felt crap and then needed, um, felt really sick. But I think it's from all the gels and yeah. stuff I've been eating. Yeah so I um yeah so I sat down on a curb and just felt sorry for myself a little bit <laughs> then the word probably the worst thing I could have done because my legs seized up and I could hardly walk mm. um like I was really struggling to stand up straight to begin with I kept like wobbling about everywhere it's funny and um uh and then and then I realised I had to go and clip my bike still and then I still had to walk up to the hotel which I'm yeah. not joking which is constantly <laughs> uphill all the way to the hotel because obviously you're on a river yeah so the Frankfurt has got like two banks either side Brilliant. so I had to walk uphill away and then uh I didn't want to eat, but I knew I might want to eat later on. So i got a five guys, right? Um, which I'm still in contact with them about sponsorship. They still haven't come back to me yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then, and then went back and sleep. Cause it was quite late by that point. It was yeah. um, maybe like half 10 at night. Right, yeah. Um, and it's a long old day. Cause I've been up since, uh, I think I had to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Wow. So you get up at three o'clock in the morning. Cause you have to get, get all your kit, mm-hmm. get, get set up, have breakfast and then get a bus across the lake get your bike ready and then get ready by the lake to go and you set off at half six. So you had to be up really early. So it's a long, obviously a long day, not yeah. just for exercise, but just because you've
1: been awake a long time, so. And do you think you're like back to normal now? Are you still feeling the effects? I still feel the effects now, so again?
0: yeah, we laugh. Cause like I, um, yeah, I still, no, I do still feel it now. So I, um, I must just muscle fatigue though. Yeah. And I say you don't, you, you never know, no central nervous fatigue until um, until like it's too late. So yeah. I, I know my nervous system's fatigued. So mm-hmm. I've tried to get a bit more sleep. Um, I was ill in the lead up to the event. Uh, so I thought it was my hay fever, but then I got a really sore throat and a headache and my sinuses all went up. So I was a bit worried leading to the event and I took a load of different tablets to try and get rid of it. And it was quite lucky really, because the night before it was the first night that I actually felt back to normal again. So I was ah like, oh, perfect. So the next day I felt normal. Yeah. But that's come back again probably because my nervous system's super fatigued from it. But yeah, just my my calves are locked on and uh, just like quite solid to touch.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah. We'll look after you, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So have you got any advice for people that want to do an Ironman or want to do a triathlon or what's your kind of biggest takeaway that you could help them? Uh, I would probably say
0: equipment's quite important. Obviously, I need to give a shout out to Ben Painter for lending me his bike for the Ironman as well, because obviously he's lent me that and let me use it. And But I think your whole setup of the of the bike and just getting, it depends what you're gonna do. You know, If you're doing all these Ironman events, you, you're gonna be on the bike for six, seven, eight hours. Yeah. You wanna be um, making sure it's a comfortable setup, which the bike wasn't optimum for me, so it was a little bit uncomfortable in terms of body positions and things. Um, uh, so I'd say probably think about your equipment uh, but it's so easy to spend lots of money on all that kind of stuff so yeah. just I'd say yeah make sure you're comfortable with the equipment and you know you're going to be able to use it for that duration mm-hmm. and stay comfortable because if you're not it's just another pain that you're going to have to deal with on top of the the fatigue that you're feeling uh, and then in terms of training I think so the whole idea f- for me was to try and do that without massive training but at the same time you can sort of argue that I've had a history of doing lots of different mm-hmm. things so it wasn't like I've come from no state mm. of exercise and just done gone and done an i man i have trained lots but i, had, I didn't do any specific training yeah. obviously by doing specific training i think you can get your times
1: down i think you can make the event more enjoyable and like you said to me the other day it, it can be quite dangerous like mm. there have been it was a, yeah, apparently was,
0: there is. There's been nothing uh, announced yeah, yet, but like but it goes to show the demand yeah. it
1: puts on your body. And so I guess you've well, got. Well, mate, to... there's
0: medical tents yeah. all over the place, and I, I, I swear to God, there's bodies everywhere. Just because I think it's because of the heat as well. Because I think mm. it was like 40, 38 degrees or something. Yeah. Um, just mere tanning weather
1: for Northamptonshire <laughs> lads. But um, yeah, um, but I think you you nailed it there. Like you've obviously had a a history of training, like a lot of training, endurance stuff. Yeah, not specifically for. Ironman but I guess to someone who's fairly new to that high level of training it's probably worth saying they do need to put in the hours they do not take it lightly they will have to yeah yeah so it. I would
0: say yeah definitely if you've never done stuff before get yourself used to that volume but I probably also say don't overkill it either unless you're going to go out there and try and really really perform well if you want to try and accomplish it and complete complete the task then do what's necessary, but don't overkill the training. Um, And I'd probably say, actually go out there and go and find someone for advice. You know, like I was lucky, I had lots of people that done it before. So they, and if I didn't have them, I wouldn't, the event would have been even harder because I wouldn't have known like that. I would have had to take on more salts and I wouldn't have known like, um, just a little, small little things like how to deal with stuff in transition or like just little things like suntan lotion or oh you need some Vaseline because you're going to have to put some underneath your arms
1: because they rub when you're running and stuff yep. like that which I, ain't even, I wouldn't even thought about So With the um, sportsmanship side of it I mean like you've spoken to a few people that have done Ironman they always seem to be the most helpful Oh yeah, it's a
0: bit. It's, it, I think they're a bit like CrossFitters in yeah. the sense. So they're so keen, you know. They they love it. They love it. It's want a people bit, to do well. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's ruthless when they're in the vent Because I saw people just like. <laughs> I saw someone fall off their bike and everyone just rattled, and cycle past them and left them. I saw someone, a, a girl on the run that was like, uh, she had nothing left and like people were just leaving and running past her. So I like give her some gels to mm. hopefully, mainly cause I couldn't bear the sight of any more <laughs> throwing them at her. So like, you have them, I don't want yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> where's that five guys? And, uh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it is quite ruthless, but at the same time, you know, as an example, when we did a brief, I sat next to this, uh, to a German, German guy called Matthias. And um, funny enough, I saw him on the last lap of the run. We ran, we ran the last lap together, um, and you know, and he, he was really, he was really thankful for doing it with him and staying together and yeah. going through it because um, he was feeling the heat and things. And uh, you know, I found out this was like his sixth Ironman and stuff wow. like that. So. Um, Yeah, I think, but you know, it was so nice, like, especially when it running up towards the end. There's lots of people there that have already finished the event that have stayed behind to cheer people on, and
1: yeah, I, it did feel very much like the whole CrossFit community thing oh, as well. Cool. Yeah, so it is. So I guess what we kind of want to know, or what we're dreading, what what's next?
0: I don't know. We were discussing this earlier, actually. I don't already, I know. Anna Anna gets worried with this stuff because because she says obviously. Um, worries i'm going to keep doing things. i'm with her i worry yeah um but uh i tend to like to do these things if a lot of them have got meaning so i think the next one we'll do will be like a cool charity one i think to try and raise a lot of money for charity um there's a few different events we've looked at sometimes it's also costs like i would love to be able to go and do lots more of mountaineering but it's time and money to go and do those things and uh there's things like there's a there's an event called the marathon de Sables, which is um, racing across the sahara desert which i wouldn't mind doing but then there's a big waiting list and it also does cost a lot of money mm. like so um so yeah so i'm sure there'll be more stuff we do but there's nothing planned yet this uh we, we've yet. got we've got lots of stuff to do with shire
1: fit at the minute haven't we yeah. so um that's where my headspace is at, at the minute um i know you put on i think it was your instagram wasn't it a few um i was going to post if people want to ask you any questions do you have any diamond questions that you want to yeah, I'll
0: have a look now and just quickly
1: uh, see any of them the appropriate ones.
0: Um, right, so I'll read some of these. Hannah Mann, did you get any blisters? Uh, and she put, if so, can I pop them? Oh, she's no, no, I actually didn't. No, I've just got really numb feet, so I can't feel my toes yet. Um, how did it feel? This is Ed, Ed, Edward Cook, and good luck to Ed as well. He's doing it. He's doing his first CrossFit competition that he's doing a um, the UK Teens Championships oh, next wow. weekend or this weekend coming. Uh, so good luck. For that mate, and uh how did it feel crossing the finish line? Um probably a bit of relief really, thinking, <laughs> Oh god, finally it's done. Um but a lot of the time for me, I suppose with those events and doing these different charity things, it's not the ending. I actually like the the, the whole experience yeah. of it. Um uh Rancy ninety five, so Jack Rant said, How did you pace yourself? Um he, if I'm honest I didn't know how to pace myself. I just tried to not overexert and just move at a constant pace. There wasn't yeah. like I'm going to so a lot of the a lot of triathletes because they know their game plan, they will sit at set paces knowing that's how they can do. Whereas I just tried not to overexert because one of the issues I was thinking I was going to have because I'm you know I'm the same with CrossFit of like I'll just go hard. I'm used to hurting constantly. Whereas with this it's about like holding off before yeah. that and just yeah. maintaining it. Um Rich Macra, do, did you think about the distance you had left during the event or just zone out and go? Uh, I actually broke everything up loads. So um, And then if I did think about the whole distance, I just laughed about it because I think um, it can get in your head loads. Yeah. So I did just break everything up. So on the run, I was like, right, get to that point. Literally, so, especially towards the end of the run, I was literally like, let's get to that lamppost yeah. over there, and get to that bridge. Uh, Whereas at the start on the bike, I was like, right, let's get to the next town. So you can see as I got more tired, the the goal got shorter and I just aimed for shorter things. Uh, Is it true that you did Murph halfway through (laughs) the (laughs) triathlon? I could literally, (laughs) I said to you earlier, I could be anything worse. The way my legs are feeling, I would not have even got through Murph. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely minging. Maybe that could be the next one we do and I'm having Murph in the middle. Um, and then yeah Martin asked the same question about how do you mentally process the event and then for me it was just like just keep breaking those things up and not think about the bigger task at hand uh how did you deal with the nutrition that was CJ Bavaria um with the nutrition on the course it was so good I didn't have anything planned myself because they gave everything out so I was having the gels and they had the isotonic drinks uh and then you also had uh, like little food stations with like bananas or crackers mm. on and things as well um, so I was literally I didn't really have a plan with it I just go went with what I you felt just by feel yeah yeah I just went with what I felt I needed which probably wasn't the best way of doing it to be honest with you because if you go off what you feel it's probably too late yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tony when did you hit your lowest point uh, what did you say to yourself to motivate yourself to get done and the lowest point for me was probably that swim, actually, thinking, Jesus, like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this one. And when I sort of lost my breathing, I couldn't get my breathing back after I swallowed that water, and so I had, like, a mini, like, panic. And I was like, right. I was, I remember thinking, right, my mum and Anna and Max and Stuart have all come out to come and watch me this. Loads of people know I'm doing it. Get a grip of yourself. I was, literally did tell myself to get a grip and just get on with it. Um, no, I, I, I suppose I'm not really one for, like, getting angry at myself I usually stay quite calm I just sort of just embrace it you have yeah. to you just have yeah. to because I think uh, all the way in my head I think if I, I can get angry about it or I can get um annoyed at myself but the thing is that's not going to help me whatsoever so I sort of just get on with it and then um did you have to do did you Mark, Mark Hackett um the Corby legend did you have to do a Paula Radcliffe at any point and then no I actually didn't I thought well I have to yeah I didn't Weird. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I I, I thought I was going to have to, but no, not at all. Not once. Not once. Uh, And then the final question was from Chunk Hyams, a big hunk. Uh, Serious one. You've done some crazy physical challenges. Was this the most challenging? I think this was the most challenging for mindset and like that different kind of physical thing. I think there's been other ones that have been challenging for pain threshold, but this was definitely the most challenging for like in your head um you know it messed with my head because i've never done those distances before and i it was the unknown so that was why it messed with the head um but yes not the most painful but definitely the most like mindset like monotonous pain to yeah. get through challenging
1: yeah. yeah so yeah i think it all challenge for different reasons so um like you said before that you do a lot of these challenges for your brother max to show him kind of what is possible and what he can achieve and what everyone can achieve but i think everyone that hopefully listens to this and comes to the gym will also say that they think it's an incredible achievement and you've probably inspired them to do things and keep working hard. I know everyone that um, was texting me throughout the day asking how you were doing and keeping like me updated with things, everyone downloaded the app to follow your progress. I think you've probably got millions of Oh messages. Man, it, was, it was so nice like I, I was I was really
0: actually like uh, I know I told people beforehand but I I'm, I'm not really one for putting much online and things and oh it was so nice I got so many messages and from all the team from all the members um so much support and yeah I, I've tried to go back and message everyone to say thank you mm-hmm. uh because it does mean a lot like it's so it's so nice that we we have got such a supportive community of people that Get behind everyone, no matter what they do, how yeah. silly it is, or what they do. So yeah, so thank you to everyone for all the support.
1: No, like yeah, and from me as I think you did absolutely amazingly. And next time I'm in the middle of a five minute workout, and I can't <laughs> finish it. I think of the pain you went through and. No, keep I on think uh,
0: I think you're next down. We'll have a look and see which ones we can get you booked in for. I might be away that day. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: do you have any final things left to say? I know we've covered pretty much. Uh, no, no, there. I think that's
0: it. The whole idea was just to get an idea of what the whole event was about, really, and um, yeah. and. Uh, hopefully like you said yeah show some people that you can go and do these things and uh, and you can enjoy them as well and take a lot from them I definitely took a lot from it and uh, yeah, no, I I suppose just thank you for all the support from everyone as well and I suppose we'll start planning the next one soon as well
1: yeah I was going to say yeah thank you to everyone uh, for listening obviously um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for any updates with further podcasts thank you for spending a bit of time with us and I'll speak to you all soon see you later bye